May 14, 2014, it's a Watt from Pedro's show. Had a stone soft picnic at the park. Nappy head, proud brown people. 
singing in the dark. We had a stone soul picnic at the park. Barefoot, breathing heavily as we run. Barefoot, breathing heavily, playing soccer in the sun. We had a stone soul picnic at the park. Smile, smile, smile on. Beautiful people always smiling, showing their teeth that shine, shine, shine on like the sweat on her brow. It feels warm inside. Oh yes, it moves us, placing happiness in our souls. Placing happiness in our souls that we can feel as we look into each other's eyes, and then we get lost. We disappear like flies, searching for the fruit that I'm so glad we found. Rejoicing when we eat it, yes we love its lovely sound. Taking us off the ground, volcano explode. Yes we love its lovely sound. Hummingbird moving fast, sipping nectar from the flower. Love grows by the hour. Yes, we love its lovely sound. We love its lovely sound. Yes, we love its lovely sound. We love its lovely sound. As we run, 
barefoot breathing heavily playing soccer in the sun we had a snow so Pedro show, brother Matt coming from the galley with some moisture. Yeah, because we got some. You think it's three uh, numbers here? Down here. They said Long Beach set a record yesterday with a hundred. Wow. But on the pleasure point here. I don't think we got the. What about where Talia here? is on Black Hill? Yeah, yeah, she's going to be pushing over there. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Thank you, brother Matt. Really? Thank you, Matt. Cool, cool. Easy. Started the show off with the Gundy by John Coltrane. Then we heard something brand new from Chicano Batman. Yeah. Stone Soul Picnic. They got a new album out. It's cool. called, uh, it's got trippy existential rhythms of rhyme or something. Cycles of rhyme. It's got a trippy title. And, uh, this weekend, uh, last year I saw them at Joshua Tree. And this yeah. weekend is Joshua Tree time again. But it's I don't think they're playing out. because no, they're, they're, not out there they're having time. babies. Two of oh. them are having babies. Yeah, that's where they were. So they're taking a little break. That's why we were trying to have them at Harold's. Yeah. But we'll play with them soon. They're going to be back. They got some shit kiped to bass and a guitar. Oh, boy. Donate. Uh, Brother Matt, yeah. please uh, help me welcome yeah. Scott Eicher here. Yeah. Hello. So, uh, were you talking to Dave? I see Dave at the fucking yeah, park. I saw, I saw Dave down at Scott's down at Crafted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he... Comes down I and hangs out once in a while. I, well, he also walks his fucking dog by Avril, where I visit yeah. the ganchos, yeah. uh, the geese, and the uh, gansos. Yeah, yeah. The, the heroes and the camos. Yeah. No, the Avril, the little squad yeah. that lives there, hardly any mallards now. Because oh. they've all, a lot of them taken off to have the babies, and the boys are getting the eclipse plumage, so they're looking like ladies. But, of course, the geese can't fly, so they, uh. they're traveling. <laughs> Same with yeah. the, uh, the heroes, uh, the Pekings. They uh, can't fly, so they're stuck. We're doing our graduation picture there this year instead of the. Belt. Is that right? So that'll be cool. Okay. Little they just, you know what they did? They cleaned out each when I was on tour in Europe. They cleaned out, turned off the pumps, and cleaned out each pond one at a time. Oh, cool. So now you can actually see the bottom. They put new islands of stones, so the turtles and the, the waterfowl have new little rooster places. Uh, they're on, yeah, happening, taking care of stuff. I don't know about crawdads. I haven't seen them since uh, he did the clean. Maybe uh, they got cleaned up with. So, uh, yeah, you're, you got a booth. I got a booth. Crafted. Yeah. Down at Crafted. People, it's called, what they did uh, was that, uh, yeah. you know, since cans have come on and on and on, the warehouses have gone out and out and out. So we tore most of them down. I think we use them to fumigate fruit. There's some tent ones over there, mm. right, on Signal, or Easter Signal. And we uh, use a couple for uh, textile. Mm. But most of them got tore down. They kept two of them when they tore down the gas tanks in the Crescent in May 26th Street Park. And they turned these things into, like, craft. Yeah, well, this, yeah, the, the, it's like a crafted shop, but what I'm doing is more of a, you know, just selling my own art. And, you know, I, I, got, I got all kinds of stuff. I don't, know, I don't know. My stuff doesn't really fit it, but they're letting me have a space there, so. And craft so. ain't art. Well, and when Listen, I was growing up, no. There, Scott no. Iker is a painter man, a drawer. Yeah. Like my best friend Raymond Pettibone. And one time I asked him about this craft versus art, and he said there is a difference. No, I there definitely is. I, my friends and I, we always said, you know, don't don't let me uh, start crafting anything. And 
you know, make sure I'm always doing art. That was what we always said with my friends is, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to make it art, you know, but. Art but is I, what, it, more expression? Yeah. Craft is more pragmatic? Right, right. There's, there's more emotion to, to, to art. I mean, craft is your, 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 your supply and demand, more, more or less, but, uh, but art's not really, you know, the, the thing is, is, you know, actually why I'm down there selling it now is sort of uh, kind of surreal in a way, but. Uh, but you know, I was influenced by uh, Keith Haring, you know. To he had he had a pop shop. It was called his. So I, I know exactly my... where the pop shop is because Kevin Thurston lived above it, Lafayette and Houston. Yeah, New York City. Now, real me this, Dave. You know, mm-hmm. roaming around Pedro. Right. People come Always. up to me. Say, you know that Dave? He's kind of crafty. <laughs> Does that have anything to do with that? Oh, it's all art. It's yeah, yeah. all art. You just you know you worked with an artist a long time ago at the fucking Jack in the Box at the One Sixth Street Gaffy that me and Dee Boone worked at. Nan, right? Nanny. Yeah. She was an artist. She got an art degree. Right. She ended up taking care of animals because of this conflict. Right. Yeah. Because, she's a great person. Uh, art expression mm-hmm. definition. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really called for in the commercial art world. Maybe they're looking more for craftsmen. They, well, you know, I, I got nothing. Craftsmen. Remember, I, do you remember the craftsman shot? This is up on Western before the strip mall. So it used mm-hmm. to be W.T. Grant Giant or Thrifty or what oh, was it right, called? Right, right, And there was a Sears catalog, but there was a craftsman there. If you broke a fucking tool. You could bring it back. You could bring it back. Yeah. It's doesn't matter how old. They yeah. got some lame-ass theaters there and. Yeah, yeah, bunch of old, empty, old stucco school. strip mall shit. Yeah, it got all total for that. Let's go back to the beginning, Scott. Yeah. Um, when, what's your first, not crafted, crafty moment, but your first artistic moment as a young man? Well, I was painting with my mom and my grandma. They they, they, they were painters. They're painters, too. And uh, um, it's, it's tough to get my mom to paint nowadays, but uh, I used to paint with her. And um, So you and, were a boy. How old? Uh, five. Five. About five. Yeah. Yeah. My parents had an insurance agency, and uh, they, my mom would give me paper, and I would be bored. And you know, the only thing to do was you know draw pictures of you know. At the time, I would draw stuff from uh, biker movies and uh, war movies that I watched with my dad. You know, Billy Jack and stuff like that. You know, that kind of stuff. I draw. What was you know, that uh, one tin soldier? Yeah. Coat Coven, I think. <laughs> one of the greatest songs ever. So, and uh, did you ever? As a kid, because Dee Boone had an interesting theory mm-hmm. about potty training. Mm-hmm. He said artistic people, as kids, would paint the walls, the bulkheads, and with their own turd. Did you do this? Oh uh, well, you you can get to that point. Yeah, you, uh, there's there's definitely there's definitely some searching that you wind up doing if you do it for any length of time. Were as artistic later in their life. Didn't do any of that. Kept it all tight, packed in. I, I, don't, I, I, I try to get loose. I try to. I try to keep things loose. You know, I. I try not get to get too tight. You know. <laughs> so you're five years old. You're doing drawings of yeah. war movies. Your pop is watching. And, and and Gumby too. You know, Art Cloakie and Gumby. You know, kind of and the same thing but way different. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, when when I really decided Surreal, that. Right? Yeah, yeah. When I really decided. What I wanted to do is when uh, you know I had I had my Gumby figure and my you know watched it on the on TV and stuff and the music and the stuff to me was so much a part of of the the cartoon and it's a shame now that 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 they wrecked it and they never put out 
the original cartoons are messed up if you go to look for them. You, I, I don't recommend it because it's you can't get the same vibe because they've messed up all the, the music. Yeah, I got some of those old gummy videos. Yeah, it, and he's just in the toy store. Right there. Yeah, he doesn't really have a a fake world. It's a toy store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, speaking of music, let's play some. Oh, this is a tune called Sweet Nothing.
little to have But the things I had There's little to bear But the things I bore There's nothing to carry And not to add And glory to heaven little to do but I did before there's little to learn but the things I know and this is the sum of a lasting lore scratch a My heart on my sleeve I wore There's many to claw at a heart unclad And little the wonder it ripped and tore There's one that'll join in their push and roar Stories to jabber and stones to throw He'll fetch you a lesson that costs you so Scratch a lover and find a foe So little I'll offer to you Many a maid would be flushed and glad And better you'll knock at a kindlier door I'll dig at my lettuce and sweep my floor Forever, forever I'm done with woe about my chore Scratch a lover and find a Blacker the core 
scratch a lover and find a foe. Yeah.
Waffle Pedro Show. Uh, started off with Sweet Nothing, something live from Sonic Rendezvous Band. band. That's uh, Scotty Sound on the drums there, Fred Sonic Smith. They hardly recorded. Fred didn't really want to go in the studio anymore, but that's something live. Great band. No Prior Convictions by Hungry Ghosts after that. Stars Feet on Fire. Ecole du Ciel. Ballad of a Great Weariness by Miriam Gendron, which congrats because new baby, Chapo oh. from Montreal there. Chibomato with Housekeeping, new album, and they're on tour in uh, Latin America. I think they're in Brazil now. Tambourine, Hooray Man Matinee, that's uh, Petra's new band, oh. Proj. She's in New York City doing a duet thing with Nels. Three-thirds with Rangers Command. Three-thirds was our guest yeah, last week. Cool. Hey, Heather. Her new band with uh, CalArts people. CalArts. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, we'll get into that. Uh, no Rules. Gigi Allen and the Jabbers. I think he was New Hampshire. And then finally, The Hive by Mel Banana. I think they're just finishing tour in Europe. They were just starting there when we were winding up. Back with a guest, Scott Anchor, about uh, him getting started with art. So your ma gets you into it, mm -hmm. but then you have these uh, inspirations like Art Cloakey. And, yeah. And off air, you were mentioning uh, Mr. Gary Panner. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a chance. Yeah, I, I, I got a chance to meet him at a comic convention, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, and I guess. You remember the old Slash magazines? Oh, had? yeah. yeah. My, my, my Uncle Don had all that stuff. He had a huge collection of uh punk 45s and stuff and yeah. uh and when i saw that stuff you know tucked in with all the other stuff you know we'd, we'd go through and we would uh he would he would you know kind of every time i would say you know hey i want to listen to some punk rock yeah. he'd, he'd throw on a blues record and every time i wanted to listen to blues record he'd throw on a jazz record so yeah. so he was like expanding my mind and opening it up when i was really young so yeah. so i guess one of the things that stuck with me big time was the the Gary Panther thing and before he was Pee Wee's Playhouse and all that stuff it was yeah, it was slash, yeah, yeah. this thing called Jimbo yeah yeah and he I goes, had, he, he goes back yeah kind of far he does music too yeah I, I got a chance to meet him at a comic con and uh and I said you know I'm a big fan he goes and I gave him one of my comic books and yeah. he, he said oh I know who you are I said what and he goes he goes yeah he goes I know I know guys that know who you are I've, I've seen your work before so he you know he's he's pretty he's a very cool guy. You know, yes, he's I, very I, humble too. Very humble and uh, um, definitely had had a had a small conversation and and you know a real conversation with them, and realized that he's on you know a, a lot a lot of us artists you know we're, we like you were saying being sensitive people you know I, I'm yeah. a sensitive guy you know I'm very very sensitive but you know my parents taught me how to how to, you know, get through things, you know, and, and I come from a sensitive family, you know, of people too. And being artists, guys, you know, I mean, it's, it just goes with it. It just, it's just part of, you know, you're, you're an artist yourself, you know, you, you do photography and music and your own thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean. Oh, so you would say there's like kind of a connection? Ab definitely, definitely. Are you faced with the choice? No. Doing another kind of expression, it had to be painted. No, no, no. My parents, my no, I had to. My my. You were uh, torn. Uh no, no. I know from from that day one when I started when I started drawing and when I when I did that stuff. I mean, everyone else, all the other kids were out riding bikes most of the time, and I I would do that too, 
And I got out there because I, you know, you can't forget, you know, art can be isolating. You know, you can isolate yourself and and uh, and um, and uh, get overwhelmed with it, and it'll it'll overtake you. You need you need to get out and, you know, on days like this where there's a beautiful breeze, you know, you got to get out and walk around the block once in a while and ride your bike and paddling and pedaling, you know. So you know, Deboom is a painter. I I do I do I, I definitely know. Uh, Brother Matt's got some. Yeah, bust them out for checking them out. Yeah, it, see the I Project mean, Merch cover over there. I'm stoked to see that. I'm, I'm, I'm just being in the same room with that is, 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 is way cool. Is, is a really cool thing to see right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I dig that that he has his palette on the side of it, where where he uh, where he was uh, mixing his paint on the side of it, and, and he left it there, and it's it's still there. That's that's cool. I think he figured the album was only going to be the square. But that's cool. That I mean, that's that's. That's amazing. That that whole, that I mean, really to me. Yeah, I mean, what he means, uh, people, listeners, is, uh, you know, the colors usually don't come out of the tube the way you want them, so you have to make blends. So what you do is you make these little puddles of the blends, mm-hmm. and I guess that's what's called a palette. Yeah, um, you, you, most people, it's another board that you hold in your hand while you're doing this. Where D Boone used the side of the fucking picture as his place to mix his colors. Well. A lot of people, I, 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 I've had people, I had Craig Abara came into my house one time, I have this painting hand, hanging up I did of a, a red card, and he goes, that looks like, an, like a Dee Boone painting, because I was doing impressionistic style on it, and, and I did an impressionistic style of a, of a red, red card, I didn't even know they are red cards, because the photo I had was black and white. Yeah. And um, I just seen them around there town. There was green cars too and stuff. Yeah, but I thought they were cool. And I did this huge painting when we first moved to our house. And uh, Craig said, "That looks like one of Deep Boone's paintings." And I was oh, like, you mean you saw one of the red? Because we got one of the only originals yeah. left. Yeah. Well, I got the picture from. Uh, I the, got two the, reproductions, but one of them actually is a real one. Well, they I go got from the cruise ship down to here to right, like where your craft is. Right. Well, I got the picture from the um, place that burned down the uh, uh, just Elks Club. Elks Club. Pat used to have a whole bunch oh, of. I, oh, Matty Demanzich had all the pictures. He right, for right. That's. Yeah. I, I went there because because I was looking up you know pictures of Pedro to paint, and I thought yeah. it would be cool to do some Pedro related stuff. And and uh, the breakfast place we went to had had pictures on the wall of. Uh, well, the you railroad know, was heavy in Pedro. Yeah. If you if you go back, people don't know now. You know they see the little surely pathetic. <laughs> Track and, uh, but uh, they, they ran the town. In fact, one, uh, a guy who worked for them, George H. Peck, mm-hmm. ended up buying property, kind of by annexing us to the t- city of L.A., got us free of the railroads. There's a whole political thing that got all forgotten about that. Yeah. And so when they were talking about the you know secession and all this, they don't really understand why we came in to be part of the city because we were a railroad town. They yeah. ran us, and uh, it was not to the benefit of the citizens. Well, it's, it's this man uh, actually we got to connect with Manhattan Beach because of him. He he built the only black beach in SoCal, Bruce's Beach. Oh wow! Yeah, there's some connects. <laughs> I didn't know this until because Tom Watson's Manhattan Beach, and uh, you know how different it is in a way. But uh, we do have some linkage because of George H. Beck. Uh, but I mean, we're going way back. Uh, and this ain't a guy who ain't is born with money. This is a railroad man, a working man. Invested in and helped. Uh, well, I, I, I what it is. I grew up around Redondo Beach and Manhattan Beach in that area. Oh, so, so you know, so, there, so. There, the railroad used to go through Manhattan Beach, where that, there used to be a pottery, mm-hmm. some ceramic pad. 
Mm-hmm, there was. Watson there. told me about it. Yeah. In fact, it kind of poisoned the land around there where they used the chemicals for the glazings and stuff. Oh, so you're not native to Pedro. No, I, I grew up uh, uh, when I was a kid around Redondo Beach is where when I grew up. did you come up. here? I came here, uh, my dad and my uncle used to take me fishing, and yeah. my dad would always stop at the bait shop that's still there. Yeah. And uh, I always loved the town, and I always said, you know, if things get lame in Redondo, which they did, you know, we, we, we they, they, they bought it up and put in a bunch of strip malls and yeah. <laughs> wrecked my town. And I said, you know, what? I got to find something cool. And, uh, you know... Over, I, I kind of worked my way over this way because I worked at Peanut Records, you remember, in sure. Mamita, and used to come in and talk to Steve, the owner. Who, PCH. He passed away a couple years back. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, There's an was, Indian chow pad by there i got to try that just opened up. Yeah. No, we got no Indian right. chow in I saw, yeah. yeah. You know, I, there's, there, I, I don't know about India chow, but I, did, I have been trying that uh, Thai place on 6th Street. It's awesome. Oh. Is that good? Yeah, I love it. First and, and Gaffey's happened. Yeah. Yeah, 25th Street's good. Okay, we're at the front of the first shop. <laughs> Sorry to get the chill, but it is kind of an art thing. Yeah, yeah. May 14, 2014. <laughs> Hold tight for hour two. May 14, 2014, second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
for Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Total Machine, something live from Mark Ducret. Probably French is Ducret. Sorry, Mark. Uh, then we had uh, Claire Rockmore with uh, Humoresque. Uh, Movement Electric et Pathétique by Lydia Cavino. Both those ladies, incredible uh, theremin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, artists? Yeah. You know about this uh, yeah, the Ed Wood. whiskey guy invented? The Ed, Ed Wood. Wood used a lot yeah. of his movies. It was yeah. used a lot of science fiction. Uh, one, you don't actually touch these things. It's the capacitance of your hand. You get close on them. One does volume and one does pitch. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Mr. Theremin himself was really good at it, but he had some protégés. He taught these ladies. And they're incredible. incredible. That cool instrument. Uh, then we had uh, Talia with Solo Musica doing Burt Mondays. Cool. Aaron Oppenheim with Ninth. And finally, uh, Apisani 12, Milovia, Micha Markovich Jazz Band. That's some uh, TV music from the former Yugo uh, thing in the 70s. Remember this uh, kind of music on the. Who just passed away? Streets of San Francisco. It's from Zimbalist. Oh, Remember this kind of music with the uh, tenors oh, yeah. and alto saxes, Scott, Tom Scott. Oh, yeah. That, the real clip, David Sanborn got yeah. into it, a real clip kind of thing. And Beretta, you, you, you know these, these Beretta, things. yeah, yeah. You know these yeah, 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 definitely. This music, this theme music. Well, they had their own version of that. <laughs> so it's funny how uh, things are tripping that way. Um... We left off at you being inspired by other artists. Mm-hmm. So. Well. Th there's kind of a gap, though. Uh, you get started with your parents, and then you're meeting these guys. What was in between? Did, were you schooled? Uh, no, not technically no, but but yeah. I mean, I mean, you Did can't you take art classes at the high school. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. A a yeah. Any chance I could take a class, I'd take a class, and and uh, and I definitely. Was it John Dye? Uh, yeah, Redondo High, a little bit at Harbor College, a little Harvard. bit at El Camino for you a while. To the Peyton, uh, course at Harvard. Yeah, yeah. El Camino? And, and uh, El Camino for a bit, and a little bit at Art Center, a, a couple classes at Art Center. And that's kind of where I got into the Keith Haring thing a little bit, inspiring my stuff, is that there was a big mural there that I used to, you know, take breaks from class and in the stairwell it? yeah huge mural and it's it's probably still there in, in at art center you can just wow. go see it's huge it's massive and it's in the it, but it's in the back it, that's what i liked about it it's like you know tucked in the back you know where you can't see it he did this huge stairwell thing do you think keith Aaron wanted his art to be seen or did he want it tucked away i think i, I that's that's I'd, I'd have to ask, i'd have to ask, i would have to know him you know to, to know what he what his intentions were i mean I think every artist wants to be seen. Okay. They want their stuff to be seen. But, but you know, there's other dudes like you know, like Raymond, who's. Uh, yeah. I mean, he he mixes it up all the time. Just when you think you got Raymond figured out, it's like it's like he'll he'll throw a, he'll throw a curve in there, and and you'll go, what, what what's that mean? You know, and, and that's sometimes it's like the the thing that drives me the most too is not knowing. You know, the the unknown. You know, and right. I okay. So, so this is the context what I'm talking about. I mean, Keith Haring at a school. Mm -hmm. Or you're working a gallery, mm -hmm. versus something out there like, uh, for example, a guy like Banksy. Yeah, 
Uh, I dig Banksy stuff. I, I see. I like so much art. I mean, to me, yeah. it's like art. Art like those dudes are my my. Those are my heroes. The you know the, all, and and to get to meet a few of these guys now and then is is cool. And I did the fine art thing a little bit in the custom culture world for a while. And and uh, you know I really found out that like it got it got it, you know I, I like it still. I mean Ed Roth. I got to work for him for a little bit, and uh, real just real briefly, and and got to meet him. And he sort of told me like gave me some pointers on like how to get through things and and how to how, how to make it your own thing but like he said this you, is you guy gotta, who uh, painted cars right race cars people rat fink and everything Daddy. yeah robert williams comes out of his yeah yeah and that's that was where that's where i started painting is i said i saw his his book and i said like like a million other dudes and said said i'm gonna Mr. do Williams? that yeah definitely and he's i and, think from albuquerque originally yeah i met him quite a few times because in the early Early part of custom culture, there wasn't a lot of people that were like even aware of it because you know you got that stuff through record shops, you know the Zap comics and Weirdo and stuff. And I got it from my uncle early on. I I was I was reading those comics. Wait, and my Zap uncle comics. Yeah, oh definitely. Charlie um, Plymel. Yeah. Printed the first Zap comic. Yeah. Well, a friend I, of mine who lives up in Cherry Valley, he was living in San Francisco at the time with uh, Mr. Ginsburg and. Uh, yeah. Well, who was uh, the driver? Neil Castle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, he printed up the first Zap comics. Yeah, and uh, S. Clay Moore. Uh, S. Clay Wilson. S. Yeah. S. Clay Wilson, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. S. Clay Wilson and R. Crumb. Well, first guys in those things. That's the comparison I always get to, to Crumb. Everyone compares me to him, but, uh, but kind of what I'm doing is sort of different. But uh, my uncle just. Used to, used to give me those comics she when I was young. Furry freak brothers. Sure, sure. And my uncle would give them to me, and they're like, you know, don't tell your parents, you know, and because you know I was a little kid then, and they're like, and I take this stuff to school, and luckily I had an art teacher that said, you know, you guys be cool over there with this stuff, and if if I if someone catches me, you know, you guys with that stuff in the corner over there <laughs> after confiscate it. A lot of big ass with crumb. Yeah. That's Clay Wilson, a lot of uh, big dicks and shit. <laughs> yeah. Piss gums the pirate. Yeah, yeah. There was that. There was Checker Demon. Checker Demon was was one was a, was a great one. Yeah. He's been ill lately, you know. Yeah, yeah. Up in the city. Well, I, well. But these guys were, you know, I saw this. There was a guy just passed away. His name is Ray Bernard. He lived on Battery Street, mm -hmm. which was the street D. Boone lived on in Park Western. I think it's called Via Francesca now because he made a, a, a track home there called Tarragona. Mm -hmm. He tore down all that shit. It's just east of Park Western. It's, I think it's a magnet school. Mm -hmm. And uh, the States, the newer cracker boxes, that's where I went after Navy House and that's how I was able to meet D. Boone. But Ray Bernard lived down the street and he was hip to all kinds of shit. He turned me on to, you know, Black Sabbath, Lois <laughs> to Cult, and those magazines. Uh, Mr. Natural. Yeah, well, my, my uncle turned me on to all this stuff, and he and he. How old is he? My uncle is probably about your age, okay. and, and uh, a little little older maybe. But uh, but uh, you you probably hung out with him. He he did Backdoor Man magazine. I told you, Whoa. with my with my aunt. He and my aunt did uh, Backdoor Man magazine back in. Oh, okay. You know, you've met, you've known. So I know Dee Dee was married to Ed right, Edwards. right. My you know, Don. We had we had on the Don Waller was on the show. Right, right. Yeah, I've talked with Don a few times. Imperial since. Dogs. Yeah, had a band. Yeah, and we had him on the show here. So I mean, I mean, my uncle hit me to all that stuff too. You know, I was. Uh, Backdoor I, Man was fanzine people. Uh, 
SoCal music scene, even before the whiskey, it was more about the star... Stardust? Star Starwood? Starwood. Starwood. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. can't remember. That's my first paid gig, Mr. Starwood. <laughs> wow. 35th gig, Minute That's where it drove up to, from Pedro came from, right? Uh, and that was actually Hong Kong Cafe with Joe Bison. Yeah. But Starwood was, uh, there was a scene there before actually the whiskey and uh, Roxy. In fact, even before the mask, because Ronnie had a band there after the Stooges, and there was a band called The Dogs. We're I, still playing around, I think. But the, the kind of rock and roll, I that was an arena rock, and these people were into yeah. this stuff. Yeah, I found an interview cassette my, of yeah. my uncle interviewing uh, half of the MC5 and half of the Stooges back in 74 well, for the, a band I called New Dennis Order. Well, Wilson was the drummer yeah. man for Ron's, uh, Ronnie's band, uh, New Order. Mm-hmm. It was New Order was the band. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and they're, they're, uh, it's, it's this whole cassette of, uh, I, one day I want to put it out. And it's a cassette of him interviewing them, just talking about, you know. So it's Ron Ashton. And- oh, yeah, yeah. And they're talking about their, you know, where we went wrong with the MC5 oh, okay. and That's what we're going to fix yeah. and stuff. And, okay. you know, so. Wow. So, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty trippy thing, you know. And, and my uncle was a very cool dude. He was. Uh, so you had a lot of influences. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, well, well, I mean, Redondo, people didn't know about Stooges and stuff. And yeah, I, I knew about New York Dolls and in MC5 and Stooges and stuff and, and I, I was a Kiss fan you know growing up I was you know I my uncle says yeah those guys you know it's like it's, that's cartoon stuff they actually stuff. opened up for the Stooges and Blue Oyster Cult yeah they did they did New so, Year's show they told me about it they told me about it it was kind of somebody uh, James Williamson said this is a true but some and I don't have the nerve to ask it but yeah Gene Simmons asked him to be the singer of Kiss. I mean, I've never asked Jack. I don't have the balls to. <laughs> I think they had just changed their name from Wicked Lester. So. Yeah, yeah, I got some Wicked Lester but stuff. But I saw Kiss a couple, maybe four or five times before they had an album. Wow, almost like the Ghost Fish. down by the Yeah, by Utros. Yeah, by Utros. Yeah. Uh, we get, but you know, every yeah, go well, going back to rock and roll history, I mean, my uncle uh, thought I was cool because I had uh, that Sweet Desolation Boulevard record, yeah. and everyone, every kid on our block, we all had that record. So, and we were looking for. That's how I got to punk rock. Is that I? I wanted something more. You know, I wanted you know, I wanted the the most. You know, and and uh, Zeppelin and stuff like that was was cool, but it wasn't cut. You know, I needed sweet. Yeah, it was so like Ballroom Blitz. Blitz. Yeah, yeah, but they yeah. had a song before that, I think Little Willie. Yeah, but they were sort of like a joke band. And a, you know what I mean? The whole Yeah, it, it was part of glam. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's just... Part of the, glam, but glam never really went over in the U.S. except with uh, David Bowie. And but, later on, Roxy Music. But that, yeah. You know, we're at the time of the show where Brother Matt is going to bring us the spin cycle. Oh. Want to pick it up after he spins our cycle some? <laughs> Is that okay, Brother Scott? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Brother Matt? Hey, cool.
Chufen.
big time for your edition of the spin cycle that you're on for Pedro show and I'm curious what was your impetus and what was your motivation this inspiration just for getting this tunage rolling keep it cool well, did anything <laughs> from last week at the fucking desert um, bear anything well, well this week is going to be the Joshua tree so it'll probably get oh you ain't done it yet yeah that's it's coming, coming this weekend because um, you're so intense about the heat that you want to go spend some time at the <laughs> desert, right? You want to leave the beach. Yeah, going straight to the desert. frying pan. Yeah, the CD burner's not working either, so that's that's putting a little extra. We got a damper in the yeah. pamper. Yeah, but it worked. <laughs> We're at the end of the second hour. May 14th edition Waffle Peeper show day before I have to leave Houston, which should be very cool and breezy. Yeah. <laughs> we got some. Uh, School of Rock uh, girls camp. Cool. And some uh, high school and some dosage to do. So hold tight for hour three. May 14, 2014, third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
Lock for Pedro Show started the third hour off. Something brand new from now. London Man. Tune called Big Flat. And that was big. Uh, back with uh, Painter Man Scott Iker. Yep. And uh, your invitee, Dave. Is Dave. Was Dave. He keeps you company at the. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people crafted. come. To, yeah, my crafted spot. It's, you know, Iker's Pop Custom Shop. It's, you know, you can come down and talk to me. I'm there Friday through. I'm giving myself a plug, but Friday through uh, Sunday, 11 to 6 p.m. You can talk to me down there. Sometimes I paint down in my booth and craft uh, these warehouses. What you got to do, people, is get on the Harbor Freeway. If you're in SoCal, it's the I-110, and it ends in Pedro. And then you take that down Harbor Boulevard, and it will take you to these warehouses called Craft. It's got a big B. Yeah, 22nd Street for the. Uh, yeah, Harbor Boulevard. Across from 22nd Street Landing Restaurant. In the, well, the, the you know, my dad's There's got... a park in between there. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dad's got a boat over there, too. And, in the marina. Yeah. That marina yeah. used to be the lower reservation of Fort MacArthur. The Bergamont Station people kind of helped to make that. Yeah. That? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've been talking with... Because uh, that got dismantled to make the yeah, train... Yeah. I got a chance to talk to the guy that, that's putting in the brewery next to there. The, the, the next yeah, warehouse cool. over... They're putting in a big brewery, and and I, you know, I I talked to him. He's Brian. He's a he's a Pedro guy. He's born and raised here, and and um, you know, he, very cool dude. Yeah. Very cool dude. I I, I like what's I like, and he showed me you know the floor plan and what they're putting in. It's going to be a, you know a family place yeah. to just to drink beers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Beer. I mean, it's not necessarily going to be a. It's it's going to be more of a. Um, you know, there's going to be a, a food Dutch market. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brewery West. Uh, but that, that's going to be a cool uh, feature down there with the restaurant and uh, yeah. bringing some other stuff in the other warehouse to kind of enhance that whole crafted deal that's going on down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have to admit, I have never been there. Well, any, but come by any I, time. So i got to come visit you, and I live here. I, I, I hope so, I hope so, yeah. Ra- Raul comes by all the time. He's, yeah. he's there almost Okay, so almost every I don't weekend. have to go, he goes for <laughs> no, so, He's had an election there Saturday, so I won another term on the Coastal San Pedro Neighborhood Council. Yeah. They didn't put you on the website. Um, I don't know. Some clowns talked about the election and who's not going to be there next year and who's the new guys well, in yeah, there. There was a big campaign trying to get some people off, so I was honored to have a campaign going against me. Yeah, <laughs> but they, they, uh, you survived here, right? Yeah, yeah. I think one of the the, the president or vice president got scissored. Um, there's the old regime and, and the new in, input, and I, I was part of the new bunch yeah and so we knocked off another part of the old crew and that was the vice president guy right? yeah okay. yeah i think what yeah uh, yeah the vice president will not be think. returning is what right. they said <laughs> there's some website that deals with pedro stuff uh, you know about this uh beacon some, or something oh the beacon yeah yeah oh so it's a story on there it's usually <laughs> like 10 years old news uh-huh. i think they're just getting into the guy raping the dog thing they beat that fucker to death <laughs> The what? The you don't know about that. No. This guy, he had mental problems, and he was, you know, he wasn't all together, okay? Like, put Pedro on the map in a whole new way. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he was raping the dog. Oh, man. But, you know, like I said, he wasn't all that together, so it's not as, you know, like evil. The guy didn't have his marble skill. Yeah. Anyway, some people milked it for what they yeah. could. You know, they go, I can't believe this is going on. <laughs> It did go on. So, uh, 
by you being with crafted things, do you think you've compromised your vision towards being an artistic oh, expression? Well, you know, my friend had a gallery called Gasoline Gallery, and I showed there for about 10 years or so. We had a really good run. Yeah, and uh, and actually, he turns out to be a guy I didn't know. I went to a, I went to go to an art show there, and uh, um, with for one of my friends, and it turns out to be a guy I went to Redondo High with, and wow. uh, and I was like I hadn't seen him in all these years, and he was a punk guy, and you know he was doing the the fine art thing, and we were doing the custom culture thing, and you know he he did his best to promote me, but uh, I, I guess what I what I do didn't really fit in completely with the custom culture world you know because i was because i you know you come down and see the the, custom culture world. it's kind of the ed roth rat thing thing you know robert williams stuff and and and, you know my stuff i i dig the car world and i dig i dig the you know the the whole thing but uh but um my stuff is you know common kind of a combination of like surf culture and uh just being growing up here in california and definitely you know my roots are you know in punk rock I'm saying you know a lot too, and my wife is going to be really pissed at me because she told me specifically don't say you know all the time. So she's a teacher, a school teacher. So let's say hi to her, and I get in trouble later. But uh. it's all right if you say you know. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. It's been like beaten into your head. Yeah. Uh, but curious about. Yeah, is there a place for you? Is is that what it's about? Yeah. Is it about branding? Is it about uh, what we have in our music uh, racket? Uh, genre? Well, you know, I can say as far as as far as what I do, so much of it comes from this town, you know. So, I mean, I've been here most of my life now, and, and, uh, and uh, you know, it's like, I, I from what I, from my friends around town, I mean, I'm sort of representing those guys, you know, and, and what they want, what they're, what they're trying to achieve at Crafted is more of a, you know, like you know, like you were saying, Bergamot Station, more of a more of a high end thing, and and um, I, I think it's I think it's beneficial to me, and and I've talked to them about having gigs down there, you know, and set ha, you know set set a bunch of bands up in the parking lot, and and right. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Do you and, listen to music when you're doing art? Well, they play music down there, but when you're but, doing art, yeah, yeah, all okay. the time, all the time, all the okay, time. Okay, let's listen to
Bar for Pedro show last music for today's edition. Some big blues from Pemberton up in Canada, King's Lower Town Blues Hall. Great place for the blues. And Rewild with Stars, an Italian band that's trying to make it in London. And some Scots guys who were just torn called Paws with Tongues. I heard uh, they played in the city in the. Who's that Smith guy? He said uh, they're too loud. They got to stop playing when I play. They're both sharing uh, the planetarium or something. Hmm. by the Presidium. Uh, tobacco, Mr. Tom, he's on tour right now. The Touch from Within. And then Neon and Pills, name the band. They're Brazilian cats that want to move here and try their luck at music in SoCal. And finally, uh, some uh, Belgian guys called Billions of Comrades with Panda. What would be your advice to somebody who's in the arts? Well, uh, my, I, I talk to a lot of people, and a lot of people, th a lot of people tell me, oh, I, I can't do it. You know, anyone can do art. It, it, it doesn't. You know, my my heroes are the guys that 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 aren't the obvious ones. You know, most of the time. So, what's and, your and advice? Don't be obvious. Just do your. My I, my advice because when I talked to Vic Gas, Victor Gaslam, you know, yeah. you've he, you've had him yeah. on the show. It, and I asked him, I said, when I was going into painting, I said, what am I going to paint? What do I do? He just said, do what you know. He said, D just don't, don't try and do something that, that you don't know. Just, just, just do what you know. Do what's in you. And my, my, and my wife's advice to me all the time is, is don't censor yourself, you know, because, because that's, those are the two things to remember. No is, filter? Is don't, no filter. No, no filter. filter. No. Where can people see you on the web? Uh, ScottEicher.com, which is SC. Let's spell it. S C O T T A I C H E R dot com and uh, um, pop custom shop at gmail dot com is another one is my one of my emails and yeah. and uh, and that that also the pop custom shop dot com will also get you to my website too so, so and one of your big interests is Pedro right absolutely so people you want to see it tell me and brother Matt Dave. Brother Scott, share through the eyes of Brother Scott. Check out scotteicher.com. Please do. Please okay. do. All right. Thank uh, you. I'm very I think much. Everybody in the town is really an ambassador, especially an artist. Very, very much so. And they like it. You know, they they like the town down there. You know, they're 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 learning about the town. It's as much as I'm learning about the. And it's like well, it's just we all learn learn from the town. You know, I mean, it's a it's a it's a growing thing. And, that's another thing I'd say to anyone that wants to do art. Always keep your mind open. Cause, cause, stay uh, a student? Stay a student always. Everybody's always. Got something to always, teach you? always. Lessons to be Even learned an every day. Even an old timer? Every day. Scott Acker, I want to thank you so much for coming aboard. Yeah. Dave. Thank you. And thank it, you for being we're here with him now. Thank you for being with him there at the club. Thank you. Yeah. It's an honor. And good luck later on at the. Uh, Red Man's Lodge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brother Matt, cool. thank you so much for your always aid in the bed. And I got to go to Houston, but I'll be back Sunday. And then next Wednesday, we got Scott Sweezy coming over. Stuart Sweezy. This is a man who put on a gig with the Minutemen in the Mojave Desert in 1983. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see pictures of it in the middle of double nickels on the oh, dime. Yeah, yeah. In front of school buses. Once again, you guys are beautiful. Love you guys. Yeah. Love you guys. Thank you Long so much. San Pedro. Everybody, it's been on May 14th. Edition, uh, 2014 edition, May 14th. Wow, both numbers on huh? Keep your powder dry. <laughs> yeah.